friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. James Harden opts into his contract but requests a trade. What is the market for Harden? Will he end up staying with the Sixers? Veteran point guard Patrick Beverly signs a one-year deal with the team, while other key role players are lost to free agency. Does Daryl Morey have a plan, or is the Sixers offseason as directionless as it appears? Nick Castellanos has made the All-Star team. The Phillies lose a frustrating series against the Nationals, but Aaron Nola pitches a gem to take Game 1 versus the Rays. Bryce Harper continues to struggle to hit the ball over the fence. The Flyers round out an impressive draft while signing a handful of free agents. Tony D'Angelo is expected to be traded to Carolina in the next few days. All that and more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Another day, another dollar. Feeling pretty good. You know, I mean, it's nice to come in here after having a couple days off. A nice long weekend, 4th of July, spent with a lot of good friends, good company, good food. Uh, feeling refreshed, feeling recharged, feeling ready to go. Word, yeah, I dare say that I feel pretty good. Feeling pretty sore. <laughs> well, besides frankly. the legs. <laughs> but uh, all in all, life's good, man. Uh, got into some kickball as we, we promoted on the pod last week. And uh, it was a rousing success until the, the the inevitable thunderstorms that we've been experiencing every day kind of rained on our parade, literally and figuratively. But uh, all in all, doing good, ready to talk some sports and some other general nonsense with y'all. Yeah, that rain was ridiculous. This wasn't even like normal. It's been raining like every day, but that was like a fucking hurricane. At one point, yesterday. it was sideways. I was like, "I'm this is yeah. fucked up. I can't, I can't do we this anymore." Huddled <laughs> underneath an umbrella, trying to eat hot dogs while the <laughs> just downpour. You guys were under an umbrella. I well, had some was, weird like rug. I yeah, had my head. Oh, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you were you were the odd man out there. <laughs> but we did have the. Well, it was funny because we had the umbrella going. It was like this is like okay for now i guess but then we just noticed that a, a puddle was just growing bigger and bigger at our feet <laughs> like where i have like half my foot like underwater it's like all right this <laughs> this feels like it's bad now yeah then the ground just got so wet that the umbrella wouldn't stand up we had to like literally yeah. all just hold it so it didn't go anywhere and then that's when that gust of wind came that was just sideways yeah just blew all like yeah. all the rain onto all the food the the blueberry tart that we didn't get to eat got all wet the, the hot dogs were all wet. The, the buns were soggy. Um, but we're doing too much complaining. That was a great, great game of kickball, man. That eight was a eights, lot of fun. Eight and a half, right? We yeah. ended at the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, it went eight, eight innings. Eight, eight and three quarters. Eight, maybe only two, wait, eight and two thirds. I mean, I think we had two outs at that point. Yeah, the ball, we got you guys two once outs. it started raining, like the ball just got too slippery to hold on to. The field was just a the swamp. The field was just a mess. Like, but, that was pretty epic before it got, like, really fucked up, though. Prior to that, though, great fucking game. Great turnout. Some great yeah. kicks. My team, of course, were the victors of the game, defeating Avery and Pat's team. Hey, whatever. We had one We had one fewer person for, like, the first four innings. Uh, and we come, hit a home. We here come a, the excuses. The only team that hit a home run, too, I will say. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, it was a good... But yeah, shout out to my man that was uh, standing there smoking weed on the yeah. side sidelines with his scooter. Yeah, one fan. <laughs> yeah, he was like, call, you know, calling the plays and just getting real high the whole time. At one point, we were like, Fun "You can dude. be up if you want." He's like, "Nah, I'm all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back here." We're like, "All right," but then he didn't leave, so he just kept and he calling kept talking plays. with us the yeah. whole time, chirping up and shit. I and thought was, he was gonna ask us for a beer. <laughs> I respect that though that he didn't. 
You know, it gets annoying when everyone's like, oh, let me get it. Like, that you don't know. You're like, all right, man. Then you get, you know, you give someone an inch and they take a mile. They keep going. But he was all right. As weird as he was, I feel like at that park, you just got to expect that. Yeah. Yeah, the week prior, I think I was telling you all this, uh, when, when that guy was there. But the week prior, we had some old man come up to us and ask us if we could play soccer for him. It's like, <laughs> nah, man. Like, you see this is clearly a kickball. There's six of us here. We don't even have enough people to play kickball, let alone to play soccer. Like, no, that's not what's going on here. I think he kind of understood and like he watched, but you could tell he was probably a little disappointed in us. But he was like, Can you guys do shirts for our skins next or what? You're like, What? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great day. It was funny for how hot it felt at our house. I was like, Man, it's gonna be a brutal day to be playing kickball out in the sun like that. But it felt great at the field. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. No, breezy. We had all the shade on the one side. Um, it was really, really a great day. I'm not going to lie. That was fun. Dude, and the other part that drove me crazy was we all finally decided, like, we least got to get out of here. It's raining too crazy. And then, like, five minutes after I get home, it clears oh, up. Yeah. And it's just nice and sunny. I was, I was like, what the fuck? I was furious, You could man. still be out there going and chilling. I couldn't sucks. wait. I I hit my breaking point, though. I'm like, I've already wrung out my shirt and thought it was at least just not soaked anymore. By the time I started coming in sideways, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Yo, I changed, like, my shirt was all soaked from sweat, right? Then I changed into a, a dry <laughs> shirt, then it starts pouring down raining, so the the dry shirt got all soaked. I was so frustrated. Then I get home, right? As soon as I get home, just run up to the shower. It's still kind of raining at the time. I get out, and the rain's completely done. The sun's out. I was mad as hell. Yeah, it was very frustrating weather-wise. But And then by the time we got done, showered up and everything like that, I'm like, I'm, I'm cooked. Like, I'm just chilling right now but damn i feel like we could have won that game in the ninth inning i'm yeah. not gonna lie once we got jay on the team we had our yeah he was killing it out we did pretty good but we'll what? never know dude so i get home and obviously my my shoes are completely soaked or whatever so i leave them by the door or whatever then today i go down to see if they're any drier and they're still soaked i'm like damn this sucks but then I'm like, oh, well, it's like hot as shit outside right now. Let me just put the shoes outside. That's what back. I did. Yeah, that's what we did too. But then, but then I forgot about them, and then it poured rain again <laughs> oh, today. So now they're probably same. just as soaked right yep. now. They're still out there. I'm like, soaking wet. I guess, I guess I'll see maybe if tomorrow if it doesn't rain. I went out to grill, and I was like, God damn it, again they're wet. We got, we had to go to the store after work today and like get pickles and shit for dinner, and. It was like spitting out. But I'm like, this is nothing compared to yesterday. We get halfway there, it opens up. I'm like, I'm furious at this point i'm already soaking wet again my underwear is wet through the pants i'm like i just went through this shit yesterday like i'm done being wet and walking around in the rain but yeah that's that, summer baby yeah it's that point of the summer where it's just humid and it's gonna rain every day and uh trevor i did the same thing as you but as soon as i saw a couple raindrops start coming in i had to get those shoes back in the house yeah, I totally they're still it. kind of wet from yesterday even though they were sitting out in the sun all day mm-hmm. today it's just yeah. so humid yeah yeah, and also we were just standing in a giant puddle. For, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the better half of like thirty minutes yesterday, trying to load up everyone's car. Like I was trying to jump over puddles at one point. I'm like, this doesn't matter. Like I'm soaking wet anyway. What's the point of jumping over it? Like let's just walk through this shit. But it flooded pretty crazy. Like throughout the city, it was flooding yeah. where we were down here. Yeah, that wasn't your average summer storm, man. It was. Mm-mm. It was funny when it first. Wild. I remember too when it first started raining because it wasn't really dark out, and we were like, "Oh, this is nice. Look at it. It's a cool little sun, <laughs> yeah. sh- uh, sun shower. You don't see that too often." And mm-hmm. it's like, "Nope, it's gonna be shitty real soon." Fifteen minutes later, yeah, damn, thirty percent chance of rain yesterday. Thirty percent, my ass, man. 
Yeah, it was a hundred and ten percent rain. I would Bad. say. But yeah, I guess kickball will continue to play. We'll nurse our wounds, all of us. Yeah, I'm sore. As very shit. sore. My legs are I haven't. Done, I haven't ran for any reason in quite a while. So yeah, I'm no, that shit fucked me up big time. Yeah, yeah, I will say that. Last week was coming off the hoogie crawl, then kickball. I was definitely sore in more places of my body mm-hmm. last week, but this week, just the the pain in the quads and like the hips, it's it's more intense than it was last week. Probably just all the slipping and sliding is that like yeah, feels intense got game. Wet, but hey. We'll continue to play. It did get intense. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was really. Oh, I was talking shit. I had to keep my because I'm very competitive when I play stuff like that. So I'm trying to feel out the crowd because a lot of new people. But then once the game got close and we had that big, when it was like ten to three, I think I was like, all right, well it's a low key game, no big deal. And then it was like ten seven, ten eight. I was like, or we got it to eleven ten. I'm like, all right, yeah, now we I up. feel now I'm jazzed up. Yeah, yeah. I remember at one point Trevor said he was gonna hit a grand slam. Then I caught. Call this shit that he popped up and I called it. I was like, Grand Slam my ass. Damn. I was talking shit. We had a two-run home run. Not gonna lie. Got you home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess that's probably enough for the kickball game. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to play this weekend. I think everyone will probably be a little sore. This is our bye week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, we'll probably be back the weekend after next. So what do you want to get into first? The uh, Sixers? Um... Uh, let me do these shots first. All right, oh, yeah, we can uh, we can do Sixers, but let me do these shots while it's early in the pod. Yeah. So uh, this was, if you guys remember, from I guess two weeks ago, Avery said he would do two shots and nine nine bananas if the Flyers drafted uh, Mishkov, which they did. We discussed that a little bit last week, and um, yeah, so he's got he's got to do the two bananas. Yes. Yeah, so. So Philly tradition, Philly sports tradition, anytime a Philly sports team does something that I like, in this case it's a win, even though it wasn't a game, they won the draft in my opinion, got to do these two shots of bananas, been a a 10 year tradition at this point, but cheers to Matt Faye Mishkov. There's one. There's one. (laughs) (sighs) Woo! That's two. Down the hatch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> riveting podcasting right here. Well, hey, excuse me. Jeez, sorry, sorry, mom, if you're listening. But uh, yeah, do we want to stick stick on the flyers? Whew. Yeah, we can. Might I as guess well while we're here. Yeah, yeah, we're already in this area. Pretty busy week they've had. Yeah, they sign a few guys. Um, pretty much your typical sort of. You know, rebuilding free agent signings, guys who are not terrible, but who aren't really going to interfere with the rebuild, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know a ton about most of these guys. Well, I guess the, the one sort of more well-known person they signed was Mark Stahl, the defenseman. Yeah, he's uh, old, like what, 35, 36? Yeah, he's old. He was on the Panthers last year. Um, you know, has a lot of... Uh, experience playoff experience i guess they figured that he could be a 
a good guy to have in the locker room or whatever. And he's also a, a torts guy, you know, he used to play under him with uh, the Rangers. And it's a one-year deal, right? A little yeah. veteran So they could turn around and flip him at the deadline. Yeah. Right, he's definitely, definitely a candidate for that. Though it is funny that he was one of the other players who refused to wear the pride jersey during the... So uh, one out, one in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's... You know, it's a rule. It's a rule in the new CBA that each team has to have at least one homophobic defenseman. This yeah. <laughs> is, you know, everyone's everyone needs one of those guys. Damn. Well, at least they wait until July. They were like, "All right, well, we're done with June. Let's bring in Stall." Yeah, yeah. Once, <laughs> we won't get once too Pride much months over. Yeah. Damn. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucked up. Uh, then so they also signed uh, center Ryan uh, Perling, I think is how you say his name. I like that. So I think that's a that's a good one. He's younger, right? 24. Yeah, he was like a pretty highly touted draft pick. Hasn't really panned out, but it's it's nice. I think it's a good signing, and it's sort of one of these guys who who knows. Give him a shot. Maybe maybe he has uh, a higher ceiling than he's shown so far. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't really matter because. We don't really need any of these free agent signings to actually pan out for the plan to go ahead as forward. But three, four years. If they do turn out, yeah, and like I mean, I guess he's young enough to where if he does kind of start to to get better and stuff, he could potentially be part of the team in three, four years. Yeah, I think it kind of reminded me of the way the Eagles do it to so have done it with their offseason, or they did it with their offseason, bringing in these guys that were touted coming out of the draft that you figure they haven't lived up to expectations at this mm-hmm. point. It's a low-risk, high-reward type signing. So, Perling particularly kind of reminds me of that. Um, I'll also say that all of these signings were very processy, but Perling seems a little more processy in the way that, you know, the Sixers took a chance on a TJ McConnell mm-hmm. or Robert Covington. Just, what the hell, we're going to be bad. This guy... Could have a career. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I'm not saying Perling's going to have a 10-year career like a TJ McConnell or Robert Covington, but you I never like know. I always liked him. Yeah, and then uh, Trevor, I guess, who else was there? There was Hathaway. Yeah, Garnet Hathaway. Hathaway. Was he the guy from who was on the Caps? There's him and that dude, Rhett Gardner. I, can't, I, I, I forget who up. was who. I forget who was who. Um, yeah. They got a lot of right wing depth, I guess. A lot of those guys, but you know, I mean, these are some, some, a couple of these. Basically, feel like for a a good team would be what you'd call depth signings, but for the Flyers, there we technically need to ice a team signings. You know, like, <laughs> we can't we can't just uh, have three guys on the ice. So I guess we do need to fill out the roster a little bit. I mean, I guess the one concern with signing these type of dudes is you hope they don't, they're not going to really. Uh, block the path to some of their prospects or whatever. But I'm not really that worried about that. Um, you know, I think if some of those younger guys, if, if they're able to, to earn a spot, they will. And if not, you know, these guys won't be around that long anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, to me, like, again, harkening back to the process, this is kind of one of the ways that the process fucked up. One Probably one of the more underrated ways that the, ways that the process kind of just – Fell short was, uh, I mean, you think back to like that 2015 season, the Sixers had, what, Nerland Noel and Bede, who wasn't playing, Jaleel Okafor, TJ McConnell, Robert Covington. I'm not going to name the whole 2015 Sixers roster, <laughs> but they had an extreme lack of veteran leadership, which, I mean, not to be like, I, I'm the, I've become the hashtag culture guy on this podcast, but, uh, you are. 
not to, to be that guy, but you do kind of need these veterans to sort of lead the younger guys and to sort of help you establish a culture and an identity. And the Sixers just didn't have that. So I think in that sense, the Flyers kind of learned. I don't even know if they've learned, but they know better. And uh, I did think it was funny, again, just thinking of the process that Sam Hinkie tweeted uh, during the Flyers draft. He tweeted a picture of Gritty. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. So, yeah, uh, always watching from afar. Yeah, he appreciates yeah. what they're doing. But yeah, I think you see that across the, the board team. in every Philadelphia team. Like the Flyers, like in recent years, have been really the worst ones from an organizational ran standpoint. And I think, like you said, where the Eagles, they might be having a great season. Last year, they were undefeated for the longest time, but then they still bring in guys like Indomagasu and Linval Joseph, that veteran presence, guys that have been there that can still play. The Phillies bring in guys that can play that have been to the show before with Schwarber and Harper and all those guys, Turner, the Sixers, Harden. You know, you're bringing in guys left and right. Um, and I think that's good to see the Flyers, you know, at least start to build and develop. And hopefully one day they do, you know, bring in some more meaningful vet presence. But I think that that does, you know, the culture guy and all that stuff. But it is a, a meaningful thing. I mean, I think that you got all these young guys, they need direction because they can't all get... It's like exactly. having siblings. You can't get yelled at by your parents all the time. You need like a sibling or something like that to like get you straight or whatever, friends around you to help you out, whatever, but or a mentor. Uh, but I think that, you know, they're on that path of hopefully turning shit around. You know, what they, what's their phrase now? A new shade of orange, some shit like that? Yeah. The new age of orange. New I age think. of orange. Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure it's a new age, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess overall I kind of like the, the way they've handled their offseason. Um, I'm surprised, Pat, you didn't bring this up. They drafted not one, but two goalies. Damn, here we go now. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm telling you, I saw that when you text, when you said that in the chat the other day, I was like, am I going to make another bet real quick? Because like, <laughs> they they got one in a trade, they drafted two, so now we got four goalies. There's no way they keep... Too many. Can't have enough. No. <laughs> There's also a chance, like an outside chance that... Uh, the other Russian guy I have uh, Fedotov might come over because see a goalie too. He was well, so he is a goalie. Ah, okay. He, he was the guy. He was the guy <laughs> who tried shots up real quick. He's the guy who tried to come <laughs> over and then got like arrested for evading military. Oh uh, yeah, service. I remember this. Yeah. So yeah. he's done his uh, his required military service now, and he was uh, reported to have signed a two year extension in the KHL. But now the KHL are saying that they haven't. Uh, I guess I don't know what the word for it is like ratified or like registered the contract to make it official with the league because he technically is under con- with the flyers. And so I don't know. There's like, I guess this sort of back and forth with neither league wanting to like step on the other one sort of just sort of this. Why don't, like, that, why don't they feel that way with our Russian guy that we just drafted? Well, cause he's under contract. For three, he was already under contract. We need some for funny stuff to happen with that contract. Yeah. Too. Big but time. I guess it's, I don't know. It almost seems like maybe it's like, um, you know, you respect our contracts, we'll respect yours type of thing, so okay. that we don't have Fuck sort that of, shit. I don't respect any of that. Let the guy come over here. Yeah. You defended one coup. All right, you're good to go. Come over here. <laughs> yeah. Terrible goalie, by, or actually, probably a decent goalie, because I didn't get all the way to Moscow, so I guess we should bring his ass over yeah. here. But in <laughs> other words... Like pretty, I mean, I don't know if he's uh, going to be what's like his a last name? Fedotov. Fuck that. That sounds like a bitch. <laughs> Another block by Fedotov. What? Mm-mm. Nope. He's huge. I'll say in that. The, the guy's massive. There was, there was this, uh, so like the, his last last little bit of his like military service thing he did was actually playing in his 
um, you know, armed forces hockey tournament. So like, I think he was in like the Russian Navy or something and they were playing against like the army team and that kind of stuff. And there was, uh, I think it was like they were playing, you know, the army versus Navy or whatever. And they showed a picture of him and the opposing goalie and the other goalie just looked like a fucking midget next to him. It was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Big Carter Hart's out of here. Dude, he's he's probably back there lifting weights with the bears and the crazy Russian. Yeah, he's just drinking horse, man. vodka yeah, he's right from the bottle. Yeah, drinking yeah. vodka mixed with eggs and protein powder. <laughs> and yeah. nails. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll bring him over just here. Thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. That's another thing. But I guess the story with these goalies they drafted is it was one of those situations where they weren't really, according to what they were saying, is that they weren't going into the draft planning on drafting a bunch of goalies but it was just that they had these guys somewhere uh, whatever point in their list and they just slipped further than they thought they were going to and felt like they couldn't pass them up so but, we got right wing loaded we got goalie loaded we'll figure out yeah. the rest i mean it's never i don't, I don't really mind them taking a, a shit ton of goalies i mean obviously you only have room so much space to put them all but because they're it's Goalies are kind of a crapshoot, and they take a long time to develop. So it's one of those positions where it's nice to have a lot of lottery picks. That's a funny thing to me, though, that a goalie takes a long time to develop because it's not like not to come at anybody a goalie player, but like a skill position, right? Like you're playing the wing or whatever, you're expected to score and do all the crazy shit. But like, you know, you're in your twenties, mid to late twenties, you're in your prime. If you don't know how to be a goalie yet, what do you de- what do you what do you to develop? Game's different though. Like it's called differently, and like the ice is structured differently across these different hockey leagues. So, like to Compared that end, to, I can see how that, that there is a learning curve there. I think it's got to be pretty short. Yeah, I mean, you know, those pucks are coming at you faster, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, defenses play different different schemes and whatnot, and like you have to adjust to that for and offenses too as well. I guess offenses are going to play different power plays, different schemes. Um, run different plays off face-offs. I mean, like and just that. like the quality of the shots coming at you are just so much better at the NHL level or even the AHL or whatever. Hmm. So, you know, a guy who's good in juniors or whatever just might not be able to hack it in the Well, I'd rather take the, the guy from Russia than the guy from Michigan State then because that guy's seen some shit. He can block anything then. I'll take him. <laughs> yeah. He's got... He's, He's out there blocking bullets. You yeah, know? <laughs> he's not going back to the dorm room after the game. Like, wow, that was a great game, everybody. Let's all drink a case of Natty Light. He's chilling in a fucking bunker somewhere. In the yeah, <laughs> hanging out with a bear, drinking vodka. That's the guy you want in net right there. His learning curve is done. He's completed. He's good to go. Yeah, Sign I mean, the papers. Get him over here. He can play hockey with grizzly bears. He can play hockey with anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess the one other thing, sort of a uh, correction from last week. Last week we had mentioned this proposed Tony D'Angelo trade saying that it wasn't going to happen. Um, it is reportedly going to happen. It's just they had to wait until, I think it's July 7th. when it's uh, been the a, 9th. Or the 9th or whatever. When it's been officially a year since the original trade that sent him to Philly because of, uh, you know, cap, CBA, rules, whatever. So it does look like that is going to happen. But it is kind of funny that we're going to be, like, again, just, like, retaining salary on Tony D'Angelo after trading for him one year ago. I mean, let's be honest. Extending him was a mistake that we need we need to reconcile somehow. So if it means waiting till July 9th to trade him and then eating salary, so be it. I mean, the bad news is, as we said last week, he might help us lose a couple more games. But the good news is... 
he's kind of a shitty person and he's a racist and I don't really want to own the team. It. Yeah, don't need it. I guess that's pretty much it for the Flyers. The uh, I guess development camp has started. I haven't um, really been paying attention to it other than that one glorious Charlie O'Connor tweet. Oh yeah, brink, bunk, and bunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Flyers are assembling a team of uh, players that could be featured in a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> yeah, that tweet was incredible. But uh, yeah, some I, people I were. Oh, good. No, I was gonna say I can't really call it other than that. Yeah, the only I guess the only bit of news there is that uh, Cutter Gauthier is not. Uh, participating in development camp, people were sort of making a big deal about that, like, oh, he's never gonna play or whatever. But I think apparently he had been playing in some other tournaments and stuff, and he's just been playing a lot recently. And I don't think it's really that big of a deal. So, just about does it for that. The Sixers, yeah, we got a lot, talk of, lot of bullshit Sixers. going on here. Mm-hmm. James Harden, this was, of course, this happened like the day after we recorded last week. So James Harden op, opts into his con, his contract, uh, his player option, and then immediately requests a trade. And since then, it doesn't really look like there's uh, much of a market there. At the very least, it looks like Daryl Morey is similar to the Simmons situation, is willing to drag it out as long as he needs to to get the return that he wants. Um, I don't know. And then I guess in the meantime, he's probably going to just keep trying to convince him to, to stay, which now is starting to feel more and more likely. So just a very, a very strange situation going on there. Dude, the NBA is so, so goddamn dramatic. It is, it, yeah, it, it is. Really like, is. The, the fucking NBA Vanderpool is... uh, pump <laughs> rules. <laughs> the NBA <laughs> is the, the most most dr- dramatic sports league. Like, Free agency starts, guys are signing deals left and right. Then as soon as, uh, I guess, first Dame opted out. Or no, Dame, no, no, Harden opted in first. Yeah. Yeah, Harden opted in and then requested a trade last Thursday. Mm -hmm. Free agency starts last Friday. Dame requests a trade last Saturday. It's just like, dude, why are y'all so goddamn dramatic? But... As far as the Harden news goes, like it, I was pretty surprised to hear that he opted in. And initially, I thought that, you know, he was going to want to to make more money and the team would be willing to give him more money. But then to hear that he opted in and requested the trade was also surprising, just because I don't know. His there's there isn't really a market there for him. I didn't expect there to be one, and clearly he's still a Sixer, so there isn't. And all the trade offers that you've seen, like nothing. The return is not good enough. Either he thinks he's worth... I don't know. I don't know what he was expecting to do with that move. I think that, like you said, it's going to be the Ben Simmons thing where it drags out too far. But, you know, having seen him at the party with Michael Rubin and all them and all that shit, like, chirping it up. Like, I feel like it's all for the show. Oh, never mind. Go on. Go on. I, feel like I, I got some. St- I got some questions about this white party. Ah, well, that's weird. The naming yeah, of it is a that. little odd. But I think that that's you know, speaking of just being dramatic, like I don't see in any of the league where like, oh my god, a player is chit chatting with so and so at a party. Like this could mean that he's going to go stay in Philly or he's going to go like you don't know what the fuck anyone's talking yeah, who about. The hell like, cares? It doesn't matter. And the same thing which I was saying this whole time with Harden is that like we won't know until, so like. 
all, it's all speculation. This is like, who knows what he's going to do. Like, he's just being a big bitch at this point. And I think, honestly, I'd rather him not be on the team than here. Like, what do you... I don't understand what you what you want to get out of this situation here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll get to the white party because I do have some thoughts. But, yeah, I think my take on it... My initial take on it was that Harden... You know, he was feeling scorned, in a sense. Not only by the Sixers, but by Houston, right? Houston was the the team that was rumored to be interested in on him. Mm-hmm. Going back to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go ahead and sign Fred Van Fleet, who Harden probably thinks he's better than at this point in their careers. They're probably about the same. One. Now, you know what? I think Harden's, Harden, better, Harden's, yeah. best, Harden's still better than yeah. Van Fleet. I'm a little biased just because... Harden let us down two years in a row. But, yeah, Harden sees that happen. And then he thinks about, you know, all the money he's left on the table. He could have re-signed with Brooklyn. Did not. He could have stayed in Houston, gotten more money. Did not. So then I think all of that has kind of led to him just feeling like, oh, no one wants me. My ego's hurt. I'm just going to make the Sixers pay for it. He which... could have got us out of the second round and got a paycheck after the season, but he didn't, and this is where he is. You get paid for your performance, and your age Dude. is a, is crippling what he wants to do. Like, listen, you, you've already made so much money. You've done what you could do. You've never won anything in terms of a championship. So, you know, you thought your big break was going to come to Philly. You've always been labeled, well, he could only go so far. He's going to take Philadelphia to the next step. Could it even get us into the Eastern Conference Finals? So yeah. like, and then you want to sit down and pope and mount, mope and all this shit the whole off season and hope to get paid in a max contract? No, you're old as shit. By the time that ever comes to fruition, you haven't taken a team anywhere in years. So you had your one shot with arguably the best roster you've had in the last couple of years. Couldn't do that. You know, I'm tired of hearing it's all like, well, Brooklyn was a shit show. Couldn't do it. I turned down I mean, all that money. To, to be fair, like that Kyrie shit was was a shit show. For sure, <laughs> but you still have KD. You got Hart. Like I'm just saying. Like, listen, you've been around the league long enough. You've made your money. I don't know. I'm I'm over his fucking theatrics at this point. Yeah, I think me personally, I'm more leaning towards. I don't really want him back, but uh, probably not for the same reason as you. My reason is that like you have to think back to when he forced his way out of Houston. He didn't like he didn't pull a Ben Simmons and not mm-hmm. play and not get paid. Like Ben Simmons was like, I'm not that gonna get whole, paid, but yeah. I'm not gonna play. Harden played and played terribly and caused the team to lose games. Mm-hmm. You think to to Brooklyn, right before he got traded to the Sixers, he put up like an Ofer in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And then they traded him like what, a week later. My my fear with him opting in and us not fa- like failing to trade him, like us not trading him, is that the season's going to start and he's just going to play terribly. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose games and it's going to cost us valuable valuable games in the standings, which whenever we do trade him, we're going to need every game we can get. That's what I'm saying, though. You need a guy that wants to be here or at least just has that energy to play with whoever you're playing. He doesn't have, he didn't have the juice to like – his passion's gone. He doesn't want to just play yeah, basketball right. and have fun. He wants yeah, to get I'm paid. Of that, yeah. You know, and that's where it's like, you know, you got guys where Embiid arguably is one foot out the door also, in a sense, where he if we tweeted don't... the watcher. 
<laughs> you know, the very cryptic, yeah. classic Joel Embiid tweet, the Watcher. But you know, you got a team on the on the brink of a, a championship run if they get their shit together. And I love the Pat Bev signing, and to pair him up with PJ Tucker, I think is a great bulldog kind of roster. But without Harden or a replacement for Harden, it's going to be a tough starting. F- I don't know. I don't really yeah. see. I mean, my whole problem with and why I like, despite all everything, I would still rather just have him back is because I don't think they're going to get a return form that's actually going to replace the talent. They're going to, I mean, they're already looking at probably not having quite as good of a roster with the people that they've lost. And, you know, if they, if, I don't think that they can afford to just treat this year as like a, well, this is just like a, a gap year and we'll have everything ready to the go. The watchers watching, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Embiid, I think if they have a clunker this year, Embiid's going to ask out. And then none of this matters. Right. Then you're just starting over yeah, anyway. Then, then the process truly failed. Yeah. But uh, I guess we can talk about some of the rumored returns. Or really, I guess, the only team that's supposedly interested in Harden. I guess the team, not even the only team that's interested in him. The team he's most interested in is the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, the Phil's one? Yeah, it feels weird. Should, we, should final. we bust out another shot of bananas? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, this just <laughs> came in too. Mo Bamba to the Sixers. Mo Bamba. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, breaking news! One year deal. Is that our first one? There we go. Damn, but the Sixers still hope to keep B-ball Paul as well. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Let's yeah, rack they, up them if, shots. If we then. lose B-ball Paul, man. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Mo Bamba's a nice player, Paul. Yeah. Well, shall we? I'll do a shot of bananas. Yeah. But, uh, damn, that breaking news kind of threw me off. My uh, bad. I didn't mean, no, but no, no, I, you're I, good. I, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll do this shot of bananas. And, you know yeah. what? Harden did say, though, that he really would only stay if we got Mo Bamba. He was like, wow, I think that we're just missing a crucial There's that one, here. There's that one Sheck West song called Mo Bamba. You know the one I'm talking about. So, yeah, Harden's probably a Sheck West fan. But, uh... That's exciting, though. Yeah, that, that's that's news. The Sixers haven't really done a whole lot in free agency. Um, brought in Pat Bev. And uh, what else have they done? This, Pat Bev, and they've lost a lot of guys. They lost, I mean, the one, dude, uh, the one loss that drives me fucking insane is that they Jalen McDaniels signs with the Raptors for, what was it, like, not Two a lot. years, like seven under ten million, eight million, yeah, something like not eight point seven million. I think I something forget. that the the Sixers clearly should have been able to match, and we give up Thibel and a pick, right? Yeah, For second him. round of an early second round yeah. pick in that trade, and then he just walks. Yeah, so, so we gave that up for nothing. Yeah, bad. Yeah, just that was really frustrating. I don't know, like. If, if for some reason McDaniel just didn't want to come back here, because I mean, I feel he like. He would have been the perfect Nick Nurse guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just really frustrating. I mean, I feel like the way that kind of shit usually goes is, you know, guy, it's it's like, hey, look, we're, we want to bring you back. Go test the waters, see what people are offering you, come back to us, and, you know, whatever. So he gets your money or whatever. And it just seemed like that just didn't happen, or they weren't willing to give him that money, which seems crazy to me. Yeah, um, I mean. Yeah, really it's disappointing. It's a force of four point three million a year. Like, why wouldn't you do that for a guy who's young, who's gonna fit your system, who like with a little development, if he can shoot a three, learn how to shoot a, a corner three, be a great asset on this team. But big time. But like you know, I think that 
the Bo Baba move is interesting one. I think Harden is just he's been a thorn in our side. I'm not gonna lie. Just this whole saga. Obviously, Harden is a tremendous player, and I'm not yeah. trying to knock his ability to just play. Just the drama, man. Just, the NBA is so dramatic. I feel like the city is so exhausted with dropping the NBA with the whole. We got 10 years worth of that shit with the whole Simmons thing. And it's like you finally got a guy that can actually play and is a phenomenal player. We know what he can do when he's got his head in the game. It's just a shame. Like, why are, you know, it's like, why are we not, why don't, why don't you want to be here? Is there something else? Like, we got rid of Doc Rivers. You know, that was seemingly your hiccup there. He didn't want to let you play your own game. I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's frustrating because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of information out there. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah, the whole situation with Harden, it's just kind of bizarre, like very weird. Um, like I was saying before, I think part of it is that his ego's hurt, and he's just taking it out on the Sixers. Yeah, but you know, there was... they go see a fucking therapist. You're an old man playing a young man's game, you know. <laughs> you lost some gas in a tank, that's okay. But don't just fucking complain and bitch and I feel like it's also, it, it's, it's also has to be pretty frustrating for him because he, you know, hires an agent for the first time in years or whatever to you know, make all these moves and stuff and none of it has worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you know, going back, like we were saying, going back to Christmas, they start leaking all this stuff about Houston, mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, this is going to be our big play. You know, we're going to make everyone think that we're going to Houston and they're going to offer all the money and like no one's buying it. It turns out Houston was buying it. So <laughs> it just, none of that shit worked. So I could, you know, I can under, totally see how uh, if I were in his shoes, I'd be pretty frustrated with the state of things. But I don't know, man. I think you should just play another year for the Sixers with that option. Um, and then, you know. Crush it. I mean, worst case scenario. Yeah, you, know, you would hope that he comes out motivated to get paid. That's, the, that's like the only reason why I'm not as worried about like that we're going to get like, you know, the fat Houston Harden and, or, or the right. bad like Brooklyn Harden with this shit because he is does need someone to give him a contract next year. Well, it gives him fuel then if you're pissed off. If you were going to sign a max contract anyway, you were going to have to play three to four years anyway. So you don't get signed this year. You play your balls off. Maybe get us to the Eastern Conference Finals and we yeah, lose then or whatever. Three, three, then you'll year. get paid. Then yeah. they're like, damn, at least you still got it at you know whatever the fuck he is. Yeah, it'll be 35. The max he could sign would be a three-year max. But yeah. All right. Well, bananas. let's do these shots hey. to, to uh, the Phillies and Mo To the Bamba. Phillies and to Phillies Mo, and Mo Bamba. Bamba. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, another another thing I wanted to talk about. Did you guys see the Daryl Morey tweet? Oh my yeah. god, with the cookies? Yeah, so yo, so that so means Tobias, Tobias thing. Yeah, Tobias isn't going anywhere. Yeah, it might mean that they're just like seriously running it back. But uh so for those of you who maybe didn't see this tweet today. It's Daryl Morey pictured outside of a crumble cookie, and he says, Tobias had to check out the first crumble cookie store. Don't worry, Tobias, no casual fans in sight here. Which, um, I don't know, it could just be Daryl Morey being a big nerd, or maybe this this is supposed to be reassurance that they want to bring Tobias back, really run it back. I mean, um... I mean... If you would talk, <clears throat> first off, of course he's going to wear pastel shorts. Yeah, I want to get, dude, I want to, yeah, like, we got to talk about that in the white party after, yeah, after no, we let's, get through We'll, we'll talk about the, like, the Tobias basketball thing, and then uh, we could do a full breakdown of the Daryl Morey yeah, thing. And I there's a lot talk to talk about, about the white party. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. could have a little fashion chat after mm-hmm. this. 
What was the question? <laughs> I guess I guess we're talking about you know, what, what would it mean for them to be to to bring back Tobias after it seemed almost certain that he was going to be traded. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I don't I don't necessarily hate Tobias Harris. I mean, I yeah, kinda, he's fine. I mean, I think he's okay. I think that you know, I think that this whole. Not the hardball now, but the Harden saga kind of delays. Like, if you lose Harden, you yeah. kind of need Harris to stay. Yeah, it's if, very reactionary. And it's yeah. like, we don't need Harris if Harden comes back. Because you can kind of make do with what you got or bring someone else in for a one-year deal or whatever. But it's like, at a certain point, you know, you got to push us to come to shove here. But I'd fucking bring back Harris. And, I mean, I like, I think he does all right. He bitches and moans a lot, but at least he tries. Like, he does... Yeah, I mean, seems as though he wants to play the game. And I mean, the problem with Harris has always been that not that he's a bad player, but that he has his on a bad contract, which isn't his fault. You know, it's. Uh, but would you rather have him under contract, playing with us, or pay for his contract on another team? That's what's going to come down to. Yeah. We're going to have yeah. to eat well, a lot of that contract. Right. Like yeah, at we, that point, if we were going to trade him. Yeah, we at that point, to. I'd rather him be ours to talk shit on than have another like. <laughs> situation where it's like well fuck that guy and we're still paying him 30 million dollars like that's annoying as shit to me yeah i think my my whole take on the tobias thing was i would have been excited to have seen him gone pre-draft if you were getting picks back that would have been useful to you either in this year's draft or next year's obviously nothing's going to be useful in this year's draft and probably not even next year's at this point but at the same time like tobias kind of serves a purpose pat you bring up a good point that it is reactionary you don't want to lose tobias or you don't want to lose hard and then lose Tobias, and then your team's Maxi Embiid and Pat who? Because, Bev and yeah, Pat PJ Bev and Tucker, PJ Tucker, Mo right? Like, I mean, yeah, like they've <laughs> they've lost a lot of their yeah. key bench guys, so you kind of have to hold on to them. Lost Yang too. Yeah, and um, what do you call it? Nick Nurse kind of likes Tobias. It seems like he wants to give Tobias a little more offensive freedom. Yeah, don't know how I feel about it, but I mean that would be the interest because. It would be interesting to see if Nick Nurse can figure out a way to get him more involved, because I can, and I can also understand why it's frustrating for him as a player to, you know, once we got Harden, we're just pretty much telling them like, all right, we just want you to catch and shoot threes in the corner now or from the wing or whatever, and you know when he has all this these other abilities that just are kind of going to waste. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you could just flip him and get like two decent like role players but i don't think you're getting that so it's uh, yeah i don't know if the market for harden isn't hot the market for harris is fucking swamp coal like yeah. there's no i mean the thing is I mean, too we like we might trade him for a crumble cookie but most nba teams would probably wouldn't even give us that they would all say yeah. what i mean i think that also with harris is that yeah with nick nurse not for nothing but harris at least plays his balls off every game. Dude, he's he, always he's running one of the only ones forth. that showed up in game so think, seven. Yeah, so Nick Nurse yeah. could definitely use that energy in a useful way where I feel like with Doc's team, it, yeah, he was running around and guarding guys and shooting the ball haphazardly, but it always seemed like it was always coming off of like a miss, you know, a rebound and then trying to shoot it or a weird pass or a weird knockout where I think that with Nick Nurse, Harris could really evolve past his game. I mean, he's really had Doc Rivers a lot in his career, which That's I think has kind of yeah. stunted him in a way because... He definitely has an eagerness, and you can tell he's mad. But he didn't make the All Star game that one time, that one mm-hmm. year when he was pissed and had a great year. Last year, he just seems—he always seems frustrated. He cares about playing, but he seems like there's something that's missing, and I think that Nick Nurse could bring that out. I'd rather see Tobias. He's a guy that I look at, and I think that 
about Eagles players where we used to let guys go early, then they'd go become a pro bowler somewhere else where Tobias is on the precipice of his career where like he could either be regressing a lot or take that next step forward to be a really tremendous player or consistent player, I should say. I think with a new head coach, he could get there. I mean, he's also kind of got that veteran presence now. He's been with yeah. the team for a while. Like, Harris has been here for a minute, so, you know, I'd keep him. Yeah, I'm not, I, would, I would like to keep him. The prospects of him being back don't thrill me, but... If you take away the monetary value of his performance, I think that's where we get hung up as Philadelphia fans. Where we're yeah, like, it's not our fucking money. No, that's but, the thing. but like, we do that. But we're like, well, yeah, we're paying this much. He should be, you know... It's Josh Harris's money. I, I, could get, I couldn't care less, but yeah. But that's where contracts kind of fuck up your skew of performance. We're like, it's not his... You know, he's making a big decision. He got paid that. Of course, you're not going to not it's sign that deal. It's a very Philadelphia thing to get worked up about that. I had to put my bias aside for a second and be like, well, he's playing hard. I'd rather mm-hmm. have that where a guy wants to play than a guy like Harden that, I don't know, looks like he's two steps out of here. Yeah. So this fit that Daryl Morey Yeah, we got to talk some outfits and all. Damn. Oh, those, for those at home, just look up the Daryl Morey crumble cookie tweet. And look at this picture. He looks like, um, like a. Uh, We're in the salmon. Like pain. he just he got looks, done dropping off his daughters he, to go pick up. But I know he looks like a kid. Like he looks like a like a six year old kid posing next to um, like Goofy and Mickey at the Magic Kingdom. I gotta or pull something. the tweet back up. Hold up. But yeah, starting. I guess we can start uh, uh, from the from the bottom up. He's got these. Um, there it is. He's got the salmon shorts. Yo, which, but they're like let, knee length. Let's call that first, man. Who's rocking salmon shirts that long, looking Mm-mm, like yeah. almost like capris? I know they're nuts. Like if you're gonna like, do you, the salmon shorts, they gotta be. Yeah, you gotta show off some thigh, Daryl. Yeah. Come on, I know you're a husky. Man, I mean, look, but... I know that uh, I know that you know not everyone has the confidence to wear the five inches like yours truly, but I mean they at least gotta be above the knee. This is if if you're gonna have shorts go knee length, you might you might as well just wear cargo shorts. Right. You might as well just be wearing camouflage cargo shorts. So that's fine. Get those extra pockets if you're if you're you don't want uh, don't have any legs showing. You know. They also look tight. Like why is he wearing a belt? If that's what I'm saying. Oh, here's the next part. He's got the t-shirt tucked into the shorts while he's wearing. (laughs) Like is that belt so such an amazing belt that he's got to like show off his. The belt. I don't think. I mean, I think also, if, if it's like a button-up short sleeve, I think there's some a Casey made sometimes a tuck in on there. Not is with shorts. I would tuck that but in with t- pants in a certain situation. Yeah, but a t-shirt. No, mm-hmm. there's no situation where you, no, should you be don't tucking t- a t-shirt into no, 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 shorts no, no, no. or pants. Or you have yeah. a, You only tuck a t-shirt if you have like a jacket on over top, like a nice. That just makes the pants even coat. tighter, and like mm-hmm. those pants look pretty tight. They don't look that tight. Look at the gaps around them knees. Mm, but like around like I don't know no. around like the hip area they look a little mm-hmm. tight to me well like your shirt says it is what it is yeah it is what it is damn Mm-mm. and then man what is the problem is too is that is like his hat you I was gonna say is that it looks too small for his head it's also the color combo you can't be wearing purple black yeah, and he's pink got purple. because <laughs> you're supposed to match the belt to the shoes you're telling me my man's wearing black shoes yeah also I wish we could the, see the shoes he's probably wearing like brown shoes right or something. yeah you gotta, I you, really wish we could see the shoes they're cut thumb, off in the picture you match the belt with the shoes you can't be rocking a black belt with with brown shoes it doesn't work that way Mm-mm. and yeah. where's his crumble cookies 
Yeah, he, right. he didn't really go in. Cookies. He he probably didn't even go in. He's a poser, man. He didn't yeah, even he go just, in. Yeah, we'll photo I mean, there's no cars in the for like. He's standing in a parking spot. There's no one to the left of him. Like, they're probably not even open. He probably just figured this was a photo op. I'm gonna set, take this photo and then I'll use it to talk shit on film. Also, fans. you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna make a bet. I'll make a bet right now. If we can find the full picture, I will do it. But. I will guarantee he's wearing black Crocs right now. That's <laughs> why they cropped Crocs, out. Because yeah. the person took that picture like is far enough away to get the Crumble Cookie logo and his oh, yeah. feet in the same picture. There, it was definitely intentional. They did that on purpose because they're embarrassed by what he's got on his feet. Oh, it's got to be Crocs. Yeah, that's a good point. Why wouldn't he be standing closer? Yeah, it's a You're really, the GM of an really NBA team. Photograph. Come on now. Oh, Daryl, like... Clearly not the snazziest dresser. No, man, but he looks but... like a happy dad that just dropped off his kids to like a soccer game. Like he's getting the team cookies, you know. Like that's that's all. His also it looks a little chilly where they're at because them things are fucking barking. You could ice with them nipples. I think they're in Utah. It's been hot. <laughs> it's been hot. I think he's there for summer league. It's been hot there. I was watching one of the summer league games the other day. They said it was like a hundred degrees. He's in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is funny seeing a dude with a, with a fit that brutal and be like, "This is the guy. This is who, who we has trust to fix with the team. This is the guy. Yeah, it's all in his hands." This, that's what I'm saying though. I, whatever. Yo, can we get and to the especially like the the like, you know, Daryl Morey has he has like this like reputation of being this fucking you know, which may have been tarnished a little bit, but like he is is for a while his reputation he's this like genius. Uh, you know, general manager and all this well, stuff. We've see, clearly seen that he's not that. No. Yeah, I think he's good, been like okay. I think he's a he's good. He's a solid GM, yeah. but like yeah. he's not like a he's mastermind. A he's a good yeah. GM, but he's like not, honestly, Danny Ainge is a better GM. You can't look at this picture and say this guy's a fucking genius. Nah, you he, wouldn't see Howie outside a crumble cookie like that. Hell no, he'd be wearing nah. a full suit. We saw Howie riding his bike looking spelt last year mm-hmm. at Nick's engagement party. Shout out Nick, our guest from last week. But uh, now Daryl Morey, man, he looks like a guy that would share needs show to go to, to a, a stylist to a game that just wears a shirt that says like I hope both teams have fun. He just looks <laughs> too happy. You should be looking mad around Crumble Cookie. And what's up with that left arm? What are we doing here? Damn, we're judging his arms. Anyway, now. we're right. getting too deep with the picture. So yo, we got to talk. Do we want to talk Harden trades or White Party? I think we talked enough hard. Yeah. All right. So let's talk this white party. So, like, sure, some people have probably seen it. If you haven't, like, Michael Rubin, former, what was he, like, part owner, minority owner owner of the Sixers, former minority owner of the Sixers, throws this annual white party. So I got to ask you all, first of all, like, what the hell is a white party? Do you know? They all wear white. They just all wear white. What is the significance of wearing white? all I could gather from the pictures, it was only labeled that because they all wear white. But I don't, having never been to a white party. Does it mean anything, though? Like, you know, in Philly, they did that diner in Blanc. I think it's the same idea. But what, like, it's why just like a, white it's summer? A bunch of, is this like a white supremacist thing? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Like, I think it's just because it's like a, the summer and it's like people wear there was uh, way like more non-white people than shit. yeah. They tend to be white or but off-white. Or why white. would you party wearing white? You're gonna get the clothes all dirty because they just buy a new one anyway. They're all all of the guests were like 
filthy rich fucking people. Yeah, they probably bought that to wear one. Tyrese Maxey, like he's more rich than your average person. He's not filthy rich. You can buy it's a new like pair. A million a he year. can buy a new shirt though tomorrow. No big deal. Not care about whatever mm-hmm. it is. True. White linens, like if I wear a linen, I'm like, all right, make sure I'm drinking only vodka, nothing, you know, spill <laughs> Tyree, all that shit. Tyrese Maxey got his white suit at Joseph A. Bank. Yeah, he <laughs> he did. men's warehouse for the July did. sale. Yeah. yeah, you know what I seen him it's like, but uh, nah, like I didn't get that. Like, what is the significance of wearing white? I don't know. I don't. Like, un- I don't. You- I don't know the origin of it. But I will say, in the summertime, it does look. It's a clean look, like a tan. Or a white. Oh, until you start sweating, then it's a white t-shirt contest. Well, you know, I don't know. You know, people are into that kind of shit. Mm. But they were partying, having fun. No one looks sweaty. They all look good in the pictures, I guess. Yeah, because the, the picture of the photographer is probably getting paid hundreds of thousands. The crazy thing is, though, it was shit. like across every industry: NFL, NBA. Yeah, so you seen sports. Tom Brady there giving the double birds. Usher was there. Yeah, Usher was there. Meek Mill, obviously, him and Michael Rubin, good friends. Little baby. I Devin, mean, Devin Booker was there. Kevin Hart, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Odell Beckham. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy the amount of people that were just a. The oh, place, Robert Kraft, his old ass. Yeah, the place though has to be like massive. Because, you know that room smells funny, yo. Oh, definitely. That, that room probably smells like some ass and some liquor. The weird thing is, all I saw were booze. I didn't. Also, it's no booze that I recognize the label of. So, because it's probably things we can't even afford to drink. Yeah, but I looked up the label of the one tequila that was like the main sponsor thing. They only had like four hundred followers on Instagram. Like, it's not even. Oh. Like it, like a main. I don't know. Casamigos has better. I think that tequila is very good. I don't like it, Casamigos. Well, anyway. Call me bougie. That, but whatever. I'm just saying. Like, it didn't seem like. The booze thing threw me off. I didn't see any food. DJ Khaled was there. Always love seeing that guy. He just cracks me up. Yeah, that is a good point. What the hell were they eating? I don't know. I didn't see. I literally didn't see a single picture of food. I saw Michael Rubin tweeted something about how hungover he was. I tell you what, though, Michael Rubin looks fucking weird. Though he's got. He looks like a possum. Did you see the one picture where like Embiid had him by the head? Yeah, like they were looking eye to eye. Wow. Like there's another picture. The picture with him. Harden, Tom Brady, and Devin Booker. He's like holding Devin Booker back like this. Yeah. It's like, for what? He said, back about the pick real quick. I don't know. I and mean, then Harden looks all fucked up in that picture, like with his like head off to the side, like shit. a big grin on his face. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, so Josh? I was looking a little bit at the history of white parties. Well, Apparently, they began in an effort to raise money for HIV AIDS research. So that's what this so party not, is for? No, so not but, what, no. the white supremacist <laughs> I don't think that's still what this is for, though. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, don't I know. didn't see any AIDS sponsorship or any... It looked like they were just a bunch of rich guys yeah, hanging out having a party. party that's all. Wearing let me, white. Let me look up. Were they in Miami? I don't know. I don't know where Miami lives. I'm going to say they were. Who knows? Because I feel like Florida is a very rich... Uh, like, you know, it's a beautiful... The state itself... They could have been in Vegas or some shit. Who knows? I don't know. I'm going to say they were in Miami. Somewhere in Florida, if I had to guess. But I don't know. It's weird. They all look great, having a good time. But as I'm watching the pictures, I'm also like, this is kind of like... So grotesque in a way of wealth. 
Oh yeah, it's what we'll, you know, we'll never like understand. Everybody's you hanging out. Tobias there with a big grin on his face, making thirty nine million a year. Yeah, but at the same time, like, how do you? I don't know. Why are we look? Why? Like, what's the end goal here? We're watching this content for what reason? You know, we had a great no, time. I don't voluntarily watch it. It just popped up on my feed, and it's content. I know. It's just, it just throws me off that way. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Like, I ever feel like if if I ever became a millionaire, or we ever got anybody got into money like that, I don't. That doesn't make oh, sense I wouldn't to do me. that. No, hell no. No, but even like throw even like throw a party for that shit. Like, let's say someone makes money, they end up like meeting some people that are also super wealthy, mm-hmm. like a Brady or whatever else like that. I want to hang out with them fucking people. That's way too much. Shit's weird. They look weird. They all look fucking... They got that look in their well, Brady's eye. Brady's looked weird for 10 years. They all got that look in their eye. Mm-mm. Eh, I don't know if they all do. Embiid was there. Embiid looked pretty miserable. Well, okay, just, Embiid... He doesn't, he doesn't like partying. One, but there was like 500 people at this fucking party. Yeah, it's it's not my thing, but... uh Kevin Hart? I'd fuck with him. I'd hang out with Kevin Hart in a heartbeat. But yeah, I think like one of my takeaways from it is that they're running this shit back. You seen the one picture... Yeah. Where Embiid and Harden are talking into Tobias in the background, smiling. I'm just like, oh, shit, you're 2023, 2024 Sixers. It reminds me of like the boat Harden was talking to Josh Harris. Mm-hmm. There's that one pick. That's what I was saying earlier. Yeah. I think that I think Harden will be back. For sure, me, based off that. But I think he'll be excited to play. Maybe he wanted to get the Tobias, you know, bring people in there that wanted to play with him. But like you said earlier, you called it out. It's the most dramatic league in all the professional NBA's sports. So, goddamn dramatic. so he's doing it for clout or whatever. Or as long as his name's still relevant to stuff, he's all over the news. Hard and where's he gonna go? He'll stay in Philly. But at least now he bought himself another year because people. Just the thought of people wanting him is enough. That's all. Yeah, and if he plays well, then. Someone will want him. If but, he plays uh, like shit, he won't get invited back to the white party. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get off this this white party. Yeah. Hold up, we got to talk about Pat Bev for a minute, though. I'm excited about that. Yeah, your namesake, dude. Well, and he's a fucking dog. Yeah, he is a dog. Drinking Miller Light. He fits in the Philly his podcast. Drinking Miller Light. Taking the camera to the ref. We're like, we gotta get Pat up in this chair. Yeah. Dude. yeah, yeah. I saw that he said on his podcast either today or yesterday that he plans to live in the city too. Let's they're fucking ask, go. They're oh, asking him like, so "Are you going to live in South Jersey, or whatever?" He's like, "No, I'm living in Philly." Man. Fuck yeah. So yeah, he's that's the, cool. He's the man, dude. Like, for all like, for all we know, he could be pretty washed. He's 35. Like. His, he's like has been a pretty mediocre shooter the past couple of years. He probably doesn't have the lateral quickness to stick with most guards anymore. I don't care, man. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is like I would have per- loved to have had him like three years ago, but I mean he's hey, kind of du- duplicative. Melton is essentially a younger version of him, but I don't care. This is the most Philly athlete that has come to the city. He's got grit. He's got tenacity. He's got that dog in him. And you got PJ Tucker that's probably more athletic right now than he is. Mm. I would say, yeah. That'd, Watching his aggressiveness like, in the playoffs. That'd be like comparing like, me and Trevor. Well, athleticism is a broad term, I will say. But my point, though, is that like I feel like I've seen Tucker... That's because we're watching him in our own market. So, like, I've seen more of P.J. Tucker's scheme last year than I saw of Pat Bev's. But to match them up together, too, oh, my God. That's, our defense, especially with Nick Nurse. Yeah. Look out. 
Yeah, yeah, I think Pat Bev is probably still a pretty good team defender. Individual defender kind of scares me, but I don't, again, I couldn't care he less. He just brings man. that goofy ass swag. This guy is team. like, dude, when, uh, what was that ref's name? Eric, the, the ref that got caught cheating. Oh, Eric Lewis, I think. Eric Lewis. Yeah. He, Pat Bev she was, was in the, the camera. Pat Bev was the first one yeah. on that shit. He was like, yeah, we got this on camera. We saw you <laughs> cheating. Pat Bev was the first one on this. Yep, now dude. he's one of ours, man. It's true. He knows. He's he been known. The, the city, I can't imagine. I mean, it's going to go nuts. They love, I could just, he fits right in. He's a true Philadelphian already. I can already feel it. Yeah, the first game he comes up with like this clutch steal. Anything he does is going to be great. A block, yeah. a steal, talking shit to a player, getting ejected. Like, he's one of us. Yeah, he needs to retire here. Mm-hmm. The, 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 probably the best thing Daryl Morey has done easily this offseason, probably in the last season, has been bringing in Pat Bev. And hell of a first name. Not gonna lie. Yeah, your namesake. Come yeah, on, there you go. Yo, what about him talking shit on previous NBA drafts? The 2015 draft, he got to Jaleel Okafor. He was just like, trash. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly one of us, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Clearly <laughs> one of us. He will fit right in. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't let the Sixers segment go by if we didn't talk about Pat Bev at least a little bit. Yeah, I was very happy. That, we man. were texting. We were all like, "This is great." We 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 called that out. One of our first podcasts when they were all. Still I've been playing. saying for yeah. for two years, three yeah. years. I want him on the Sixers, yeah. and here he is. I don't care if he's washed. I'll take it. Yeah, so I guess I'll just about wrap up the Sixers. Uh, I don't really think we have time to do Phillies. There's not really much going on. They lost a couple to the Nats. They just beat the Rays two in a row. They, they just, just beat, won this game. Yeah, they just won a yeah. series against the Rays. 11 row Kinda games in a row. Against the Nats. Castellanos on the all-star team. Hit a Pat, home run. Pat's boy, Derek Hall, Thumbelino. Yeah, he's back. He's back. I think he had like an RBI tonight. What a bitch ass. Not a home run though, still. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. But, but yeah, I mean... This time next week when we record, the fields will be on the All-Star break. Um, All-Star game is what, Tuesday night? Yeah, we'll be able to, yeah. we'll be able to talk about the, the home run derby. We'll be able to talk Hell some yeah. All-Star game next week. Maybe we'll watch it. What, it's all t- they're both Tuesday? No, what's Tuesday? I think the derby's probably Monday. The All-Star gotcha. game's Tuesday. Or maybe the, the derby's Tuesday. The All-Star game's Wednesday. I forget. Hmm. Yeah. Well, not bad. Castellanos, hopefully he has a good game. He's been crushing it lately. The Phillies are good. Yeah, another home run tonight. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're, if we're riding the Phillies wave out or we're riding out to the end. Mm. But Well, one last Phillies thought, one last Castellanos thought as I've been called this. I've said this at least two episodes, and I've been saying this since the World Series. Knew my man was going to come back this mm-hmm. year, and he has. You did call that. That's true. Harper needs a phone call. I think Turner's turned it around. He's had another yeah, home run today. Since I called him out about that shit, he's been killing it. Harper now is on the hit list. Uh, he's been hitting for average, and like he's been drawing his walks. Yeah, no, no he's doubt just about not it. Hitting any home he's runs. got no power. He's hit some balls pretty hard. He had that one double last night. He had another pretty hard hit double tonight. His on base percentage has been through the roof. He's been great. Hits great. All RBIs killing it. 
but something's not right. He's not. He's got no power anymore that way. And I don't give a shit what kind of fucking Philly fanatic sliding glove you want to put on or what color your. He's got the fanatic uh, yeah. sliding glove yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I don't care what color your fucking cleats are. Hit the ball over the fucking fence. We paid you this much kind of money. You came back fast as shit. I get it. I don't want you to play first base. I don't want you to wear green cleats or a green glove. Start hitting some dingers here now. Come on. It's about time. Yeah. I'm not too worried. I think the dingers are going to come. Hopefully the All-Star break does him some good. Some time to rest and like really get his mind together. Yeah. Sure. Whatever he needs. So should we talk about um, the hottest new luxury sports bar in Philadelphia? <laughs> Your bankroll. Bankroll. So we want to... Dude, we got to get... They're only doing private events. We gotta have a, yeah, uh, a, a podcast party podcast there. <laughs> yeah, if we can probably get it for cheap. Like the, yeah, the we got five grand. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we wanted to talk about. There was um, an article published um, last week at uh, BillyPen.com. This is by Ali Mosen, titled "What Happened at Bankroll Inside the Spectacular Collapse of Philly's Luxury Sports Bar," and yeah, this is quite this is quite a funny article. Um, for those who you know don't don't know anything about this, this was the former site of the Boyd's Theater on Chestnut. Um, had been pretty much nothing there for a years, lot of years, decades, yeah, yeah, a long long time. And this guy, this uh, venture capitalist from Doylestown, who was a, an early investor in FanDuel, buys it up with the idea to open up a um, you know, sort of a luxury sports bar, betting parlor sort of thing. And it all seems to have gone horribly wrong. Uh, I don't know. What were your guys' impressions about this article? I thought it was hysterical. I think that it's funny that you named your bar bankroll and then you feasibly can't get the money flowing. So you had to shut down, <laughs> yeah. which is like, okay. Uh and I walked by it like not too long ago. I think it was maybe spring. And just looking at the menu, I was like, there's no way this place, it's a sports bar. But I was like, they got a steak for like 250 bucks over here, like Jesus. encrusted in gold, flake, whatever. I'm like, something tells me that Philadelphia sports bars not aren't going to be buying this shit. And that was it. And then months later, they shut down. This is what it is. But I think that it's just hysterical. I don't know. It's a stupid idea. I mean, Philadelphians love a good dingy, dark, divey bar to watch a sports game. I don't think to be pampered watching anything like that. And the one thing in the article that stuck out the most for me was the "we're too good for nachos." Oh uh, yeah, we'll get to <laughs> that. hey, come on now. <laughs> I mean, just the just the the whole concept to me is kind of insane because it's, it's pretty. They're pretty much saying, okay, we're gonna have this uh, swanky sports bar where you can buy uh, overpriced food. And have watched sports on a million TVs and, um, you know, bet on sports. And it's like, dude, that's called a casino. Right, <laughs> we already right. have some of those. Right. Only It's pretty much like a casino that's just the sports book. Right, right. And you're going to, like, drag people. Like, nobody, nobody's going to be into or that. Just called, go down to... It's called your sofa. Like, yeah. I, yeah, you, know? you don't need to go anywhere to yeah. do any of that. Well, here's shit. the other part that was wild to me, which I didn't even realize until I read this article, is that... The whole concept with the with the betting thing never even happened because they were supposed to. They had uh, that app, yeah. Yeah, they were supposed to have an app 
and then it just never got developed. This is uh, I'm trying to find the quote here where they say um, he was like, "We're not a betting bar." Like, yeah, but you were as a part. Oh, where they said they wanted people. Yeah, to they wanted people uh, instead of people staring at their phones, staring at a screen together, where they're all like connected through this app, I guess. But, the, but then there, it never got developed, so there's just none of that. There's no actual, uh, there's no like betting kiosk or something. Um, yeah, there's in one point in the article, they they uh, someone asked uh, the owner, "How do people bet here?" And having him reply, "Oh, we don't bet. We don't do that. You heard wrong." And it's like, why is it called bankroll? Yeah. That's like a betting. <laughs> right. That's like a betting term for right. like your. If I can't lose my money here, I'm walking out. That's ugh. My biggest takeaway from the entire article, man, was a place like this would do well in Midtown Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. like people like they got money. Really that passionate about sports. Yeah, they have the money to blow on a $250 steak with gold on it or whatever. And if they, they can go to a bar called Bankroll, but they don't need to bet, they're all for it. But like in Philly, man, we ain't about that. Mm-mm. Like I'll just as soon watch a bar at. Or in a bar, watch a game at a bar like <laughs> Grumpy's, let's yeah. say, or McCusker's. Shout out McCusker's. Um, I'm not even just a soon. I'm more likely to watch a game at a bar there than I am somewhere bougie where I don't have to pay that pay that much money for a steak. Right. And like to be too good for nachos, the one quote in there was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're making 5000 bucks on nachos. Like, you might as well keep serving them. Then you are good for nachos. Yeah, yeah, but to say, yeah, I don't care how much money I'm making. This is not that type <laughs> yeah. of bar. So the person like, that they made the CEO of the bar, restaurant, whatever you want to call it, was um, this uh, person named uh, Padma Rao, who um, I guess was Pad involved. ass. I guess was involved in the... Uh, <laughs> the owner's company and also was, uh, you know, an executive at Grubhub, I think this says. Uh, and it seems like a classic example of someone be, be putting in, uh, in charge of running a restaurant who has had no actual restaurant experience, yep. doesn't understand anything. For sure. Uh, the, the, like the number one quote from the, uh, the article, this is um, this guy... Um, forget what his name is something kim who was the executive chef who quit uh, was talking about the the clashes they had uh, over the the menu and stuff and he says uh padva was like no fuck that we shouldn't have nachos we're too good for nachos <laughs> with that. Like, you're a sports bar then don't be a sports bar like if you want to be an upscale kind of dot whatever go for it but if you want to be a sports bar in center city philadelphia you Hello. Yeah, it's so funny too because I, I mean, no you, one gives a shit about eating food when they're watching a the game. It's honestly, food is the most distracting yeah, I'm not part trying of watching to eat a game. fucking steak. While I can't I'm eat. A football game. If you're a true fan of sports, your gut you usually got too many like agita or butterflies. You know, you're like, yeah. I can't eat right now until it's halftime. Then you you know eat some fries or nachos just to not get some quick steak. food. No, missing uh-uh. that. But it's even funny. Just um, the recurring theme through the article is people just talking about how it was unclear to everyone involved, like what this place is supposed to be exactly. Which makes sense. Because it's like, it's have all these sort of clashing, like I had no identity. It's all these sort of clashing themes where like, we want to be 
upscale and luxury, but it's also about sports, but it's also about betting, but you can't bet here. And so I was like, what the fuck is this actual thing? And there's no middle light. And what then, the fuck? And then, and it's even, and, and I feel like that is just like all, is just totally, uh, um, pronounced by just the the facade of the place, which like they kept the the sort of theater marquee, the marquee look, yeah, which is cool, but it just says bankroll on the outside, and it's like, what the fuck is that? And then you can't even see because like it has that like recessed entrance, like right. a theater has, yeah, and it's like what the like you can't like you're like yeah, squint, you can't. you're like squinting at it, and, and it's like bouncer, what is this place? The bouncer was wearing like. A secret service uniform, so full black suit. Like, if you're labeled bankroll and it's all about sports betting in a sports bar, if I'm not sitting next to four Kramers at a horse racing track in there, I don't want to be there. Yeah. I don't want to sit next to some fucking bougie-ass dickhead that could scut out of his accounting job and Dude. sit next to me and, like, whatever, talk about stocks and bonds and shit. Yeah. I'm trying to get fucked up with some random-ass people, drink shitty beer, watch a game, get mad, or get happy together, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, they were trying and to eat just, some They were it trying just, to just make everything super expensive. This is another quote from the uh, former executive chef. He said, uh, "I would make a dish and then I would price it out. And if I say fifteen bucks for this dish, they oh, say, yeah. oh no, we should add another ten. It's the experience they're paying for.' <laughs> experience, <laughs> like, What's the experience? <laughs> just having like some nice couches or whatever the, the other fuck. Thing like, too is that, like there's no class in that involved, right? Where, like the owner laid off all of his employees just via email. Where the one chef, I was the head." chef or whatever 20 years of experience as a head chef in philadelphia and you cut the guy loose via email like there's no yeah the one yeah, that's they just out yeah that's just classless work like you don't they deserve yeah, at least they furloughed a, like 50 of their right. employees just from an email you have a big enough space to bring your employees in for the day or call them or whatever it's not that many employees to tell them in person that's just classless fucking doylestown FanDuel app fucking shit uh-uh that's why i never lasted i don't want them in here ever again and there's yeah. a and Steven Starr, as much of a dickhead as he is, when he went no, out, he knew he, they should have. He, he saw the writing he, on the wall. When man. he goes out, they all yeah. should have bounced. That's what. That's lie. the one. Yeah. The one employee was like, "Yeah." When I saw Steven Starr left, I was like, "Shit, we're in trouble." Right. He's like the yeah. fucking main guy. Filled up. Established chef is like, yeah. "Yeah, this place is a nightmare." Because even Steven Starr was like, "Yeah, the nachos is a good touch." His yeah. partner yeah, was I'm like, "I'm sure he probably would have improved nachos." Like, he was. Like, for what it's worth, man, like, he is an asshole, but his food isn't, like, his restaurants aren't, like, unaffordable. They don't, they also don't tank. Like, you know, you can say what you want to say about the guy, but, like, they don't go anywhere. Park is always popping off. Continental is always doing well. Yeah, I just had Fetisal this last week. Yeah. Yeah. The new burrito joint. Like, you know, it. Morimoto, yeah. He's a dickhead, but, like, shit doesn't fail under him in Philadelphia. And when he pulls out, it's like, all right, well. Hello. Yeah, the writing's on the wall for you. He's like, you want to be a sports bar, but char- I mean, also, the men- they had caviar on the menu. Yeah, we got to talk what? about this billionaire bacon. Uh, yeah, I was just about to bring that up. So bullshit. The dude. fact that they they were like, "Fuck no, we're too good for nachos." But there's a Two picture strips of bacon or three. There's a picture of just three that are like on this weird, um, like I don't know how do we even describe this thing. It's like a uh, little hook. Oh yeah, know. it's like a little. Uh, uh, almost like a looks like a fishing rod with three hooks. Hmm. Yeah, like, a, little, like a, oh, like a little like, like a, clamps. I got you with three strips of bacon like and a, a bunch lure. of like, like a over giant some lure. pickles and some pickle chips on the bottom. So they have that as an appetizer, but they're too good for nachos. Yeah, three pieces of bacon, Fuck. probably like sixty bucks. Yeah, the other thing that was hilarious to me about this was this the timing of the 
the opening. Like they opened it during like kind of like March Madness, which I guess was good for them for a while. And then predictably, it says that the um, the business started to really fall off a cliff after the Sixers were eliminated from the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, this is like, yeah, that's the dead part of the sports the sports calendar. calendar. You're in yeah. Armageddon of sports. Like, yeah, especially if you're trying to like. If you're trying to like focus your business around betting, which I guess they weren't, but kind of are, or it's, it's like not clear. Like people who bet on baseball are only the, the, the degenerates, right? Like, it's like they're up there with you know, horse racing. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll you're bet not on getting a baseball game here. Or yeah, there. but like, but not go to the bar like that every yeah, time. I'm definitely yeah, not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to be like football, basketball. I mean, obviously the the optimal time to open a place like this would have been the start of football season yeah like Hello. late august early september on. like every other smart Dude, person in philadelphia would have done most people aren't even in philly like most philadelphians aren't in philly that often on the weekend in the summertime because it's hot as fuck no one's trying yeah, to go we're going down the shore we're going right. up to the poconos we ain't chilling here Spoken like a this, true doylestownian yeah this doylestown he knows what's up Mm-mm. he's smoking bad dope dude. yep fuck that shit yo my last comment on it, the Fire Festival of Philly bars. It does really seem like that. Yeah. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same goddamn thing. Yep. Just instead of being a beach getaway, it's a Philly bar. You just go there and you're stuck and nothing's ever there. And the same thing like Fire Fest. Overpriced, you, but nothing's there. You watch mm-hmm. the Fire Fest documentary Fuck where the it. natives were like, yeah, we don't. Think this is a good idea? They're like, we still have Same a guy paid. Thing. Us <laughs> yeah. natives are yeah. like, yeah, we don't think this is a good idea. Brutal. It's a shame because the building itself, like, I wish it would be cool if there was something nice there. Yeah, it'd be like, cool to be able to, to the building. It really is. Did. The building, I think, just was like maybe that was just some bad juju on the building where they were like, you know what, we don't deserve this. Like, we had to kick this shit out. Maybe they refresh it, make it a little dive bar. Maybe that's the new. Well, whatever. We host a podcast in there one day when it's a true dive. <laughs> They got wings, nachos, fried pickles, mozzarella sticks, damn, hot dogs, loaded chili dogs, loaded dogs. No, yeah, no billionaire up. bacon. No, My ass, a black dude. and blue burger mm, with a little bit of bacon on it. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're a light on tap. <laughs> Guinness. Yo, if we got Guinness no in the light winter, on tap, we'll have Pat Bev there. We'll have Guinness on yeah, tap yeah, in the have... winter time when it gets cold out. You little Guinness on there. Oh my god, I might have to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that will just about do it for us here tonight. Uh, hit us up on social media: Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can also find our episodes on YouTube now if you want to just listen to shit on YouTube for some reason. Video pods coming soon. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We gotta figure out the technology. Eventually, yeah. we're working on it. Um, and also, please send us an email at citywidepod at gmail.com. Leave us a five star review. And from all of us here at the Citywide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace. See ya.